Hello and welcome to Undrafted, a Dynasty Game Theory podcast brought to you by the Undroppables. I am your host, Scott Belanger, a.k.a. Jax Falcone. You can find me on Twitter at Dino Game Theory. This is episode number 78. Let's roll. And uh, wow, I mean, I had someone, uh, some, you know, I do this podcast and I had someone in my family and friends, whatever, you know, I said, so you're doing the, the podcast, yeah? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They go, so still all, only football? I go, yeah, football. They go, no basketball. Nothing. I said, no, 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 just football. They go, is it, is, it, uh, is, it, is it quiet this time of year? And I was like, holy shit, if they only knew. My goodness, it is not quiet this time of year in the NFL and for fantasy football and for dynasty fantasy football, especially when you can take advantage and make some trades based off of the news going crazy. My gosh, it is so much fun. And I thought it'd be a good, a good day uh, to bring on the Godfather, the chief, the chalk. You can find him at 101 chalk. You know, him, the Godfather of the undroppables chalk. What's going on, buddy? Yo, what's up, Jax? How you doing, man? I'm <laughs> doing fantastic. <laughs> You know, it may be a little dangerous for you and I to be recording a, a podcast at nine o'clock at night on St. Patrick's Day, especially when your favorite uh, beverage of choice is Jameson. I think this may be a problem. Yeah, man. I've already started, um, you know, and I think you've started as well. Um, but yeah, let's get to it. I, I was really good, though, man. I, I was like, you know, I'm the host after all, so I kind of have to, you know, be able to write the ship. But um but yeah, I mean, with all the green going around on St. Patrick's Day, it's hard to it's hard to keep yourself composed. But here we are. And my goodness, speaking of green, Green Bay losing Devontae Adams. <laughs> Hell of a segue. I am a pro. Um, unbelievable, huh? I mean, you know, I was thinking, you know, we were hopping on. We were thinking about doing it Wednesday night. We're recording this on Thursday night just after the news broke. And I was like, man, I, you know, I'm glad we did. I was hoping to get the Watson news, you know, and who would have seen this coming? I'm so, so glad we waited so we could fit this one in, eh? I'm, I mean, just like everybody else, just so blown away. Just yeah. so out of the, you know, and I, I saw it, it was like on Sleeper. I was like, shit, they're on a league chat and someone just drops a random, like, Devante gif. I was like, what does that even mean, you know? And then they're like, oh, what do you think A-Rod's feeling? You know, got to, and then you jump on Twitter and find out that you know Adams going to the Raiders, which is interesting because um, I think Tommy Mo dropped a tweet or something about or a quoted something quote tweeted Devonte Adams bought a house in Las Vegas a couple yes. of days ago. So yeah. was this already in play? I don't know. It's just interesting, right? But yeah, it's major I news. He, yeah, I think he bought major it a couple news. weeks ago or something like that. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he bought that yeah. thing and everybody's like, oh, shit. And then he signed, whatever. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, but, I mean, but he major news and yeah, major news. And wow. I mean, A-Rod just signed, came back, right? Decided that was a whole thing. Right. You know, that had that had a day. <laughs> yeah, and then you got, day. you got Adams. Yeah, and then apparently, right, Adams knew or – Rogers knew Adams was leaving. Like it's crazy, man. Yeah, it's pretty bonkers. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I I love it. I mean, shout out Adam Levitan, the shower nap narrative and the church narrative, all in one piece on this uh, Devonte Adams and Derek Carr situation. I mean, these guys were showering together at Fresno State and and really dominating together at Fresno State. It's pretty cool, man. I actually like it in some ways. I mean, obviously, it it, it takes that AFC West and turns it up yet another notch where the worst team in that division we could say is the the Raiders and man they, they they'd be like the best team in some divisions right I mean this is pretty cool 
Yeah, it's a playoff team that just added Devontae Adams, right? Yeah. Like, they, I mean, they went to the playoffs. Um, that AFC West is crazy. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Yeah. Like, I, I would hate to. I would hate to be in that division because <laughs> I mean. It- it may be you the know. first time that uh, all four teams make it to the playoffs. I mean, it is possible. It's not something that's impossible given the seven-team you know expanded playoff yep. situation. Um, you know, it's not probable, but it's actually m- more likely than 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 I don't know, maybe twenty, thirty percent likely. I mean, it's really right there. I mean, it's I don't know. You know, you look at the uh, AFC East, and you know the Bills are clearly a playoff team, and you have the Pats, the Dolphins, and the Jets. I mean none of those three teams is a clear cut, like, Oh, for sure. Um, you know, the South, geez, Louise, you know I mean? You got the Titans and the Colts that are, I guess. Okay. But you know, one of those teams will have to make it to the playoffs, but then the, the Texans and, and Jags. Okay. The North, you know, Cleveland just, I mean, who the hell knows what's going on with them and Pittsburgh should be good, but their quarterbacks, Mitch Trubisky Ravens, you know, Bengals are obviously dope, so it's probably, you know, maybe someone from the North could knock them out. But at the end of the day, I think the the Raiders will be right there the whole time. And those other three teams, provided they don't lose their quarterbacks, they certainly should be pushing for 9-10 wins easy, right? I mean, you know, all three. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I just feel like they're going to, yeah, they're going to, if anything, they're going to beat each other up, right? Like just yeah. those two games against each other, right? Just the six, sure. It's like six games a year just, you know, getting pounded. Yeah, by other for, teams. for sure. <laughs> right. If, if you go three and three in those games, I think you just just take that's it, right? Like, yep, right. That's like, a w. All right, just focus on the other all the other games and just just try to go 50-50 in the division. Speaking no, of which I mean, now though, yeah. you, you know, you talk about it. It's gonna be a lot of points in that division, which increases the fantasy value for all the players in that division. You know, I think it's just gonna be a very high scoring division. I know that some of you know Chargers have defense for sure. You know, I'm not trying to say they don't have D and Broncos have a pretty good D, but at the end of the day, they're going to have to score to win. It's not going to be a 13 to 10 division. It's going to be a 31 to 34 division. And with that having, having been said, I think that's an uptick for, you know, a player you mentioned to me pre-show, like even Josh Jacobs, you know, I mean, it's right on down the line, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a, a lot of points, a lot of, a lot of high quality touches for pretty much all the running backs, you know, in that division. So you know, whether it's Josh Jacobs, you know, of course, Javante um, with the whole Russell Wilson uh, move. Um, you know, you got Eckler. Yeah, I mean, you know, no matter what team you're looking at in, in the AFC. And then uh, I guess the Chiefs, right? That's the only kind of question mark um, with, with Clyde and who knows what's going to happen. I know I know, Daryl Williams is is not, not going to be in K- Kansas City next year. Um, we're not in Kansas no more. Hey, so um, I, let, let's look at that from the from the Raiders side first, because I think that's the easiest one to handicap. I think, you know, Devontae makes everyone better immediately, except for Brian Edwards, pour one out. Um, you know, it's 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 Devontae, Waller, Renfro. You know, that's going to be 75 percent of the targets. I mean, you know, yeah, 70 that's... to 75 percent of the targets, just those three dudes. And why not? Yeah, no, that's that's probably one of the best pass catching. I mean, that is one of the best pass catching trios in the league, right? When you when you add in those three, yeah, especially I, when you I, consider I, the difference between them all. Like they each have their their utility. I think you know they could really use a speed guy. Pour one out, Henry Ruggs, but I mean someone like that, right? I mean, yeah, 
right? Wow. I mean, yeah. right? That's their, you know, because Brian Edwards isn't that. And, you know, no, I mean, Brian I Edwards know. is more similar to Devontae Adams, if anything. I mean, he's nowhere near that that level, but yeah, kind of no, chess. that type of player. More of a, right? Yeah, that type of chess, queen chess piece type player. Yeah. I mean, you know, Adams could play anywhere, right? And they'll probably just move him around, right? If they're playing, th- you know, two. Uh, two receivers, of course. You know, Adams will be there. Maybe Waller plays inside. You know, it, it'll be interesting how they play him. Um, yeah. But yeah, sucks. Sucks that Brian Edwards. I was hoping that Brian Edwards get shipped to Green Bay, but totally sounds sounds like yeah, it wasn't part of the deal. It's weird. Yeah, I was totally hoping that Brian Edwards go, would go the other way, and and then it would be like, well, at least we got something for Brian Edwards. I mean, for Brian Edwards going yeah. forward, but now not so much. He's really marginalized because uh, I don't think they're gonna play. Those four guys, you know, the 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 Waller, Renfro, Adams, Edwards. I don't think that's no, really the way they're going to play it. Doesn't make doesn't seem like that would make sense for that type of offense, you know. No, no it really doesn't because you'd be asking him to do things that if you ask him he's, to do what he does best, it doesn't necessarily. He's, yeah, work he, well. he he's yeah. not going to be able to stretch the field, right? Like no. the what that team, what that what that lineup needs is someone that yeah, like I mean yeah, like you said, right? Like yeah. you need someone that can stretch the field, right? You need a burner. I mean, you can. Yeah. Shit, bring in, bring in anyone with that, you know, that elite speed, man. Shit. MVS? <laughs> Can they afford him? Can they Sorry, afford him? No, probably not. I just, I just had to say it. <laughs> yeah. um, on the other side, this is a downgrade for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, so much of his production and so much of his touchdown production and like every time there would be like a, oh my God, they did it again. It would have been not Aaron Rodgers and not Devontae. It, would, it was Aaron to Devontae. It was, you know, yeah, that was yeah. what... It was that happened again. Every time you're like, oh my God, you see it again. He went to Devontae. So that's over. I mean, that's just over. So they've got to find one. I know you were in the chat when I said it. I mean, as soon as it happened, I said, well, what if they draft Drake London? Excuse me. And I saw that, you know, floating in the Twitterverse. I don't know if he's going to be there at 22, but my goodness, you know, I'd certainly love to see him pull the, uh, push the button for Drake London in the first. They pick it, uh, pick 22, which in all likelihood will be too late. Yeah, I mean, they got to go receiver though, 22, right? I mean, you would think. Yeah, you hope so. And, yeah. you know, and it, it just, yeah, it's a huge blow for Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, fantasy wise. I mean, yeah. you know, he'll, 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 he'll perform it with any receivers, but yeah, it does hurt quite a bit. I, I mean, it, what we could hope for and what I'm thinking is if I'm a contender, right, if we're going to kind of put a dynasty spin on it, I would actually look at this as a really short, small, maybe buy buy low, not really major buy low window, but a buy low window for Aaron Rodgers, right? Try to just see if you can swoop him off a you know a team. You know, if you're a contender, you need a quarterback. Um, you know, they're gonna retool. They're not gonna just not. You know, and maybe it's Juju, right? Juju. I mean, it sucks that Allen Robinson went to the Rams like a couple hours before. That would been that would been beautiful, right? Imagine. Just getting there. But, you know, yeah, if somehow Drake London ends up there with Juju, right? Like the UFC, yeah. USC, uh, you know, brothers, like if they somehow end up there, that'd be pretty cool, right? I mean, I love that. You and know, I, I think, um, I think they have enough ammunition now with two firsts and two seconds to move up. You know, yeah. they could move their, you know, from 22 to 15 or 22 to 17 or whatever, wherever it takes to sort of make the move for a guy like him. I mean, maybe even Garrett Wilson or Jamison, you know, Jamison Williams or whomever they like, Traylon Burks. I mean, there are four of them that are projected to go in the top 25 and Chris Olave is there too. So like out of those five, I mean, you'd hate to just 
take the fifth one at pick 22 if that's how it's shaping out. Um, you know, the the draft is funny. You might not see an offensive player go till, you know, I don't know. It, it, it you know, I've heard yeah, some different it, things. It could, it could, it could push down to them, or it could start getting thin quick. You just don't know. Yeah, you know it's gonna be interesting because I'm a draft capital over landing spot guy. But if you get two receivers, both like let's just say two or three receivers in the first round that are going, yeah, I'm gonna want the one that went to Green Bay. You know, yeah. like right. you know what I mean. Like it doesn't matter if one guy went in the top 15 or top 10. Like if you know at 22, whoever goes to Green Bay, I'm like uh, you know. And again, I like this that is all. Guy. Right. Yeah. All of a sudden, like I don't care who it is. Like I like that guy all of a sudden. You know. Yeah, I think we're going to do a little quick uh, mock draft later on the show, and uh, you know, at pick two, I'll take whomever, whichever wide receiver (laughs) went to Green Bay, please. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) That's right. Um, But uh, yeah, that that's uh, that's it, man. I mean, you know, Green Bay's story is yet to be told, and I agree with you. I think that is a good buy low because if you're holding uh, Aaron Rodgers right now, you're bummed out. Like, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you're bummed yeah. out. So someone comes mm-hmm. to you and says, hey, man, listen, I'll do this and, you know, whatever, da, da, da. And you're like, I'll take it. Let's just do this. You know, like you're defeated. And so when you're down, sometimes people make bad decisions and, you know, they might be projecting the worst for for uh, for Aaron Rodgers. And it could get bad. I mean, it could get a little ugly. We've seen him struggle, you know, in the past um, and we've seen him bounce back from that. Um, what I think they ought to do instead of drafting Drake London is they should just take Sam Howell at 22 to light that fire right underneath Aaron Rodgers again. It worked one time. <laughs> God damn it. I say it'll work again. Oh my goodness, man. Thank you. I mean, oh, I, I mean, as a Tampa Bay fan, I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> and instead of, and instead of, and instead of drafting Sam Howell, I think they should reach for the shittiest quarterback and just grab Carson strong at 22 trade up for Carson <laughs> strong, just like they did last time. <laughs> winning formula oh man or just draft a running back or just something ridiculous yeah and then a fullback and then a backup another backup running back hey we've 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 righted this ship before i don't think we have to figure this thing out they're just gonna establish they're just gonna establish it yeah there's a there's a precedent established i say they do it all over again it it worked once it'll work again you know, and and yeah, and uh, and now that Devontae's gone, you know, you know, you're right that uh, Green Bay is going to retool. But I wonder who they'll take. I mean, what's interesting is that yeah, you mentioned Juju, but the other piece that flew off the board just before this news was was Allen Robinson, and so they can't get Allen Robinson. And I, I mean, how much better if you're holding Allen Robinson? How much better do you feel about him right now? I mean. Uh, you know, I, I, I mentioned that we redid our rankings and this was a little bit of a rankings pod. Let's talk about it. Where do you think Allen Robinson went to? I mean, I haven't even moved him up yet, so I'm going to go ahead and do that on the fly while you're talking. I have my wide receiver 33 right now. Um, <laughs> before the news, I had um just outside of wide receiver 36, somewhere in that range, like between 36 and 40. I don't remember exactly where. Yeah. Um, so I moved him up a little bit um, just because he's paired up with Stafford now. Um, but I'm just still, I'm just cautiously optimistic, I think, with Allen Robinson. I know he's, I mean, just kind of reading what some other people were saying, like even like Matt Harmon, who didn't want to assume that, you know, you don't want to ever want to assume that any athlete is mailing it in at any point of a season, but. You know, even looking at the film, Matt Harmon was mentioning how it looked like, you know, may have been checked out. Um, so I'm cautiously optimistic. I mean, he has 
wide high end wide receiver two upside. I mean, no doubt. Right. right. Um, you know, so I have him right there. I mean, I'm looking at my rankings now. I mean, I could see him as high as maybe wide receiver thirty. I could see an argument for that, but I, I I'd be hard pressed to push him higher than that. I mean, you know, guys like Chase Claypool who have done really nothing in two seasons. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, really, you know, Claypool flashed in that one game where he had like 17 touchdowns that one game. I think it was four or five, to be honest. I may have been a slight exaggeration with 17, but he did. He he had one game that really, you know, that's it. You know, everybody yells at Gabriel Davis for having one game. I mean, honestly, it's like not that much difference between this Chase Claypool and I actually have him back to back in the rankings. But I would ask, <clears throat> excuse me. You know, even Allen Robinson versus Chase Claypool, even in Dynasty, who you got? That's funny. You, you actually made a good argument. I actually had Claypool at, at, at Robinson, like two spots. Yeah. It was Claypool, Cooks, and Robinson. But just kind of you talking, I, I actually flipped Robinson and Claypool. Yeah. Because you, you make a good point. Like, yeah, like, I, don't, I don't really like Claypool, to be honest. I don't like him. Right. I only have him like as a wide receiver three in dynasty because i mean age and, yeah. and kind of yeah it's kind of hype and that's where the market is and i don't you know like because you know i mean i'm sure you with your rankings it's it's what you believe for sure of course and the process says we also have taken into account what the market is saying too. Bit, yeah. i'm not i'm not gonna say oh justin jefferson is a wide receiver 10 it's like that wouldn't make any sense like right yeah like like even if you don't believe he's wide receiver one, like there's really no argument you can make him outside of the top five. Like right, or how, even like, actually, what? you can't even really argue with for him outside of the top two unless top, you really yeah. think he's a fraud. So like exactly. you have to go out there and say he's a fraud. I think yeah. Chase Claypool is a little bit of a fraud. As a matter of fact, <clears throat> yeah, I a agree. very good friend of ours sent me a trade offer, and uh, it was Amon Ra St. Brown for Chase Claypool straight up. And I had them very close in the rankings. I actually had Chase Claypool, Claypool a spot ahead of Amon Ra. And I was like, um, yeah, I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? I was just like, I just don't yeah, want to do I, that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And he said, I'll pay you some profit. And I said, you know what? Actually, I said, you know what? You, I appreciate this. I said, but I'm not investing in Claypool. It's not about value right now. I, I, I think this is the wrong. You're barking up the wrong tree. I'm going to ask for too much, an unreasonable amount because I'm not feeling it. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. kind of a dynasty game theory 101 thing. It's like, don't get trapped into a trade just because all of a sudden they try to make the, you know, the extra, you know, second round pick or flyer player that you don't really like either that's like well that does push the value over i've got him back to back like don't do that to yourself you know make sure you still you know just walk away from a trade just say you know what i'm I'm, I'm gonna pass on this one move on respectful you know that's it and that's what i did and 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 of course like i said the person a friend they were like i get you i said you know i think what i'd ask for you wouldn't want to do and i think it's just a value trap here and he was like yeah right on bro you know what i mean and we walked off yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) Uh, I, i got a good one for you go for it Claypool or Gallup? Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the problem is like I should probably say Claypool quick, you know, and I'm I'm looking at where I've got Gallup. I've got Claypool at wide receiver 32, Gallup at 39. So yeah, I should say Claypool, right? But I'm like, I don't know, man. You know, Gallup's going to be back. And then he's kind of like the man. I moved Gallup up recently because he was way down because I wasn't sure where he was yeah. going. Yeah. Uh, he's coming off the ACL. Like there's a lot of ways but that the, this could have gone bad for him and it did not the cowboy the cowboys believe in him i mean it's an acl sure. you know like i mean he got paid god god wouldn't got paid right like 
the ACL for a receiver isn't a death sentence, especially if he's only 26. I mean, Gallup's dope, right? I mean, I have him back-to-back right now. Um, that's why I asked you. I still have Claypool ahead of Gallup as well. But I could see that flipping very quickly, right? Like, you get into the season or you get closer, you're probably like, hmm, you know, Gallup's tied to Dak and there's CD, and then Gallup's on the outside, CD's on the inside, hmm, right? And then, you know, you got Claypool. It's like, okay, Claypool's outside and you got Deontay inside. That's good. You know, you I think what Trubis- it is too, I think what it is too, Chalk, because you're making me think right now, which is exactly what's fun about a good pod. So you're doing a good job. You're making me think about like, I think, oh, by the way, uh, I was just going to say, like Evan Silva does his uh, uh, seasonal one uh, top 150, which is great. He, you know, and he, <clears throat> he basically just does his top 150, but he'll just put a, like a player like Claypool, he'll say, you know, he's going off at redraft wide receiver 20. We have him at wide receiver 26, which basically means it's a fade. He, you know, it's like, I think that's what we're doing with Claypool is we're at his value, yeah. we're a fade. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't know where I have him, but I'm trying to move him below consensus. I'm below consensus yes. on Claypool. And that's all I know. I don't know exactly how far back. But I mean, you know, when you ask me Claypool or Gabe Davis, it's like, oh, man, of course I want Gabe Davis. You know what I mean? But I they're know, very similar, as I guess I'm all I'm saying. And and Gallup, too, for that matter. You know, they're all in that in that realm. So I like what the guy was doing with me, trying to trade Claypool's yep. value. See, he's he yes. really smart, yes. by the way, the person who's yeah. trying to do this. Yeah. Claypool's value for equal value. He's fine. Yes. He, he, you know, it's fine. I'll just trade Claypool for anybody in that same realm because, and, because and pay a little profit because I actually think he's further down. So he's a Claypool fade as well. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's smart because then he gets Amon Ra, who's an ascending, like he's ascending. He's ascending right now. It continues to go up, right? I mean, yes. yeah, the draft may change things, but for right now, everything yes. looks good and he can maybe flip that for profit, right? Like who knows, right? Exactly. And if it's a savvy guy that's already doing this, he's already thinking of the next move. So I know you want to have a lot of stuff to talk about and, I don't want to derail you, but one more because we're talking about Amon Ra. Go for it. Amon Ra, and you always do this to me, so I want to flip the script. Amon Ra or Cortland Sutton, who you got? Uh, Cortland Sutton by a fairly healthy amount. I've moved Cortland Sutton all the way up to uh, wide receiver 19. Ooh, I mean, he's probably had a role. I I would be interested to see how he's gone up and down your rankings. You had him, you were very high on him early, rightfully so. And then you, you adjusted because obviously the injuries and whatnot. Yes. Um, and then, of course, with this. All right. It's fair. I, honestly, I could see that case because I could see him right there at wide receiver at 26 right now. Or I could see him at wide receiver at 19 or 20. Like, I could see yeah. him yes. anywhere there. But I also think Amon Ra is going up, too. So, like, a, a, yeah. the people I have in front of Amon Ra are not, like, way ahead. Like, all right, mm-hmm. I'll give you an even better one because I think this is actually, I think I'd, all right, Keenan Allen or Amon Ra St. Brown? I, I would want Keenan Allen. Okay. It's pretty close I mean, or no? It's very <laughs> close. It's close. It's close. I mean, I could flip it right now, you know. So, like, Amari Cooper or Amon Ra St. Brown? Amon Ra. It feels weird to say that. I know, right? But it's kind of true. I'm, I'm with I, you. I, these, are, these are some of the players I have ahead of him. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not like, I don't disagree. I'm just saying, like, I see him ahead of him. Like, it's weird. I'll move Amon Ra up right now. You know what I mean? It's like like the sad, the sad degradation of Alabama receivers, like Julio and Amari and Ridley. Like, they just just fall apart. I don't know why. It's like they're so good and so elite. And then they just. 
Judy. It's just like slowly they they Runs. come in the league Ooh. super. Yeah, Ooh. right. They're, isn't it the curse, man? Oh, it's just like the. Shit. I mean, it's better than Bailey receivers, but I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just interesting with this Amon Ra situation. I feel like moving him up, or I feel like moving Claypool yeah. down, and I thought yeah. that was a great trade offer. Uh, of course, let me just one. say it was JJ Zacharyson. He's the best. He's so fucking smart. He Damn. Almost he almost Damn. did it to me. It was so good. It needs what a so, sharp, what a sharp move, man. It was so sharp, man. I was like, oh, and I had, I barely fended him off because it made so much sense, right? So that's a really, really uh, smart move is to go after the the guys who are like, you know, going down, but their value is still there, and you're like. You know, there's so much hope and promise locked up in Chase Claypool. And look, it could be there next year. Like, his ceiling is definitely very, very high. I won't take that away. And, you know, Juju goes away, then it's DJ, and maybe they play a little different. The offensive line, more time to throw. Claypool could make this conversation look stupid. I'm not saying it can't because, I mean, it's not like we're like, oh, he's way down there. I'm just saying he's a little bit lower and he's sinking rather than rising. Um, yeah, and, we'll, really and, we'll, and, and we'll, bet, we'll bet against them. And we'll yes. bet against them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, exactly. No disrespect. None 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 taken. I mean, Claypool probably is You think Claypool's listening? I don't think so. The next one I want to talk about was actually you touched upon it, which was and I did too, was you know, the Dallas Cowboys situation. You know, Amari gets traded, really just released, you know, because they didn't want his con- it was contract. It wasn't player. And so now he's in Cleveland, which looks like a dumpster fire, which is tough for Amari. Um, you know, it doesn't look like they're getting Deshaun Watson. Uh, Deshaun Watson probably going to the Saints or Falcons. I don't think he'll be there by the time this pod drops. As I just heard here tonight that he wants a couple of days to think about it. God bless him, whatever. But um, now we see Amari move on. Gallup gets stay gets to stay and gets paid, but he's hurt. And so now you're looking at this Gallup, Lamb, Schultz, I think I said it last week. I'm going to say it again. Dalton Schultz is an absolute riser. Um, I really want to move Dalton Schultz up. Uh, He's a guy that if I think if you're trading for a tight end right now, it's probably Dalton Schultz. Um, You could probably trade one of the hotness for Schultz. I mean, you could do that. You know, Christian Kirk, Cedric Wilson, Albert O, who I love. I think any of those guys, you could easily, you know, start to package things around certain players and Mike Gusecki, whatever the case, right? And, And move your way to a Dalton Schultz who feels replaceable or replacement level, but I don't think he is. I think he's going to have a huge target share. I I put him at 100 targets easy, if not 120 or so, for Dalton Schultz this year. What do you think? Wow. Wow, that's that's a hot take, man. I mean, maybe maybe it's not a hot take, but it feels hot. Yeah. Dalton Schultz feels like the Dallas Cowboys version of Chase Claypool. Like, I don't know, man. Excuse me, these... Dawson Knox vibes, just and maybe completely different players, uh, but I don't know. I just, just Dalton Dalton Schultz, I just can't get behind because I don't know if Blake Jarwin not being a factor this year is gonna really make a difference. I think Amari Cooper leaving is a big factor, maybe, and Schultz getting more looks. Uh, that Amari Amari trade is, you know, and it's kind of like you said, release is huge, right? I mean, you know. Sucks for Amari, like you said, going to Cleveland, and that's not looking good. And knowing his, knowing his career, you know, and kind of seeing his career, would you be surprised that he just mails it in? Like, hey, I don't even want to be here right now. And <laughs> not right, me. like, kind of becomes like Allen Robinson twenty twenty one. Just totally like, oh yeah, whatever. Um, like not really showing up. 
uh, CD, right? Great to see that. And it's just going to be interesting to see oh, everyone yes. running back. Oh, CD's not even a WR1 in Dynasty. He's never even put up close to WR1 numbers. How could you rank him that high in Dynasty? And now it's like, you know, people are all of a sudden CD lovers again. Yes. Um, you know, I, I I think it's gonna be it's gonna be fun in Dallas, right? Opens it up for for CD and, and Gallup. Schultz, Schultz will get it, get some looks. I think they're gonna add somebody, right? They lost Cedric Wilson in free agency, so they'll probably add one more piece. You know how Jerry Jerry Jones likes to do? He's gonna add like Traylon Brooks or something crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> something unnecessary. <laughs> so over the oh, all, I'll say is over the last two years, right? At the tight end position, there's only five tight ends who have been targeted more than 190 times over the last two years total. Obviously, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Darren Waller, all over 238. Mike Gusecki at 197, of course. I threw. I thought I threw his ass off a bridge. And then the only other one is Dalton Schultz. I mean, he's got 193 targets over the last two years. So, I mean, I'm not saying he's a top five tight end. I don't think that at all. But I am saying, like, he is a guy who's been getting targeted in that offense pretty regularly. And even by, you know, some really shitty quarterbacks for a couple of years or for, you know, half, you know, most of a season, right? Because Dak was out most last year or whatever. So, you know, not exactly two full years of Dak. You lose Amari, as you point out, which only – you know, opens a little bit of opportunity for him, not closes it. He saw a hundred and I think 109 or whatever, 105 targets last, last year. So yeah, I think he should get a hundred. Um, you know, I think it's a hundred is kind of what you'd pencil in for him. I, I just don't see how you couldn't expect him to, after averaging 90, you know, 95 or 96, uh, the last two years, you couldn't uh, envision him seeing a hundred or more. So yeah, I just think it's kind of like, you know, they, they love him in the red zone. He's able to catch touchdowns. Uh, you know, so I, I don't know. I just like Dalton Schultz going forward. He's only 26 years old. He's not old. Uh, he, he is not uh, an elite athlete or anything like that. He's not elite. So it's not like you're banking on the ceiling. You know, like for me, I had mentioned that I moved. Me and Matt Kelly talked about it last week. Albert O., into our both of our top tens, he said it and I said it, and I, I kind of I was with him. And and my whole point about Albert O is access to ceiling. I th- I feel like Albert O gives you access to ceiling at the tight end position. I guess he's got a little bit of an unknown floor, but I mean, really, even his floor p- splitting time with Fant, Fant last year was a fine floor for a tight end. I mean, it's probably middling tight end two numbers. That's not what you're investing for, but you're also not investing for Mike Gesicki. And what I mean by that is Gesicki was highly targeted, but never was able to break a lot, didn't score a lot of touchdowns, like just didn't unlock ceiling for you. You know, Mike Gesicki could see all those targets and still not finish higher than tight end nine. It, look, if you give Albert O those same targets, if Albert O gets 100 targets, watch the fuck out is all I'm saying. You, you with me on this one? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, 100% with you on Albert O. Uh, love him. I uh, had him stashed on quite a bit of dynasty teams, you know, and, you know, a lot of the things to you, uh, you got me really turned on to him quite early, um, you know, and I, I think it was like, yeah, it, you know, during the prospect cycle, I remember that. Um, so, so thank you for that. Um, you know, and just really tied it out on Dalton Schultz. It's not like I don't like him, right? I mean, I do have him in my top 10. I have him as like TE9 in, in dynasty. Sure. I don't have him on dynasty teams right now. And it's, 
stupid, right? Like I had him last year, right? right? And and like after the season ended, I'm like, oh, cool, thanks, thanks for nothing or whatever. And I, you know, it was stupid of me. I had on a couple of teams. I just let him go because I, I was, you know, roster was tied, and I was like, oh, I don't need him. Let, let me ask it me. to you. Let me ask it to you this way: in redraft, so just this year, who do you prefer? Just this year, Dalton Schultz or Pat Fryermuth? Redraft Schultz, and right. that's at, uh, uh, at at ADP. Yeah, um, and just in Dynasty, like if I have him, you made a great case to hold him. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But you also, I feel like you made a case to not buy him because there's no ceiling, right? Like he's already maxing out in terms of again going back to that market value, like that Chase Claypool argument. It's yeah. The only reason, and the reason why I'm not on him is because if I'm not on, I'm off, right? Yeah. I mean. It's either black or white. If I don't have him, I'm not going to go get him because it's like, why would I want to go get him? Looking at, you know, you sent me a list of these different transactions. I feel like you could sell Fryermuth to the Schultz owner plus. With profit. Yes, 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 yes. You know what I mean? You could could sell Albert O for the Schultz owner and probably get profit. Certainly like Goddard, Fant, like all the guys in that range, you could sell and get profit. You know, you could probably move a guy like David and Joku and get pretty close to Schultz and Dynasty. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, and even if it, even if it was something small, like you know, I'll give you Fryermuth and my late second for Schultz in your early second or something. You know, like, and I think kind of moving towards that type of move where, yeah, they're like a micro move, but in the tra- in the rookie draft having four, five, six spot difference in the second round could be huge leverage, right? And then it's like, yes. now you can play back and move back again, right? And then it goes back to the whole game theory of now I have the 202 instead of 209. Now I can move back from 202 to 206, get something else back, a third. And now like now we're really cooking, right? Now you're just compounding on what you get. So no, I, I love that. I, I think Firemuth getting a Schultz plus would be great. You know what I mean? It's not that I don't like Farmworth because I've got him real close in in Dynasty, but I just think you're playing that value game again where you're like, I'm I'm likely to score more points this year. I guess I'm – who the fuck knows in the year after (laughs) that? Like, honestly, seriously, like two years from now, you really want to place a – an actual bet on who scores more fantasy points, Dalton Schultz or Pat Fryermuth in 2024. It's like, exactly. dude, I don't, I don't know. Like yeah. both could be out of the league. Like this is football. Like, <laughs> you know, no, really, you know, it's like these guys don't hang around. So, you know, make a, make a short-term bet, get some long-term profit and move on. So that's the type of move I've, I've been looking at with Schultz. I think he's a buy just because he's going to be locked into target share on that team. And, and, and like you said, maybe the maybe the manager who rosters him feels the same way as you do. And I did just a few you know weeks ago. I started thinking through yeah. it. I'm like, I think Schultz is a buy. And, and you look at his value, it's he's not overly valued. So I'm mm-hmm. with you. Yeah, I love it. And Chuck, I was thinking, you know, what you know, I told the people we were gonna do a little 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 mock draft, and let's do that right now. So it's it's time for the undroppables uh reset consensus rookie. Uh, rankings because this is what it's going to be. We're going to do super flex, non tight end premium, super flex, non tight end premium rookie draft right now. And you know, it's, it's basically just a way for us, me and you to post our consensus 
rookie rankings because it's going to go me, you, me, you, me, you, or you, me, you, me, you, me. Who should go first? I mean, if we ask the people, we know they're screaming chalk, right? Am I right? Nobody's saying Jacks go first. Am I right? Uh, I guess I, I guess it is one on one, so I gotta go. Yeah, chalk one on one. You do have to go first. So let's talk about the one on one. If you do have it in, because this is also now game theory. If you have the one on one in this draft at this particular time, first of all, I think no matter what pick you have right now, you're hanging on to it, don't you think? Got it, man. Got it. Especially yeah. if it's a top, especially if it's a top three pick in this particular draft. You just gotta you wait. Gotta, you gotta hold it. You gotta yeah, hold you the gotta top wait. three pick. Yep. Yeah, and I think if you're going to sell it, you almost have to wait closer. You have to make sure after the draft, like unless your draft is before the draft, then obviously maybe you can do some things here. But yep. Yep. I think um, if your draft is after the NFL draft, I would want to see those landing spots, see what happens. A lot can change. You know, Drake London could get drafted by the Packers, and all of a sudden you're holding the 1-3 and you weren't sure, now you're sure, whatever the case, right? Um, mm-hmm. All these things, you know, Malik Willis could go in the second round and you're like, wait, I thought I was going to draft his ass, you know? So a lot of things can change especially with the quarterbacks, I think, you know, landing spots and draft cap for those, you know, for a lot of players, uh, running backs, especially, I think will, will change quite a bit. This happens every year. I will say going into this thing every single year, I swear the running backs you look at and you're like, I think I like this guy. And they get eviscerated very quickly. Like, you know, <laughs> Kylan Hill, uh, Jamar Jefferson last year, like I was waiting for them to be taken in the fourth, fifth, sixth. It's like, no, huh? You guys don't like these motherfuckers, eh? Like, yeah. I mean, you know, I thought they were better than that, but there it is. They're they They're not viewed as, you know, difference-making uh, assets at the running back position. Let's move on. You know what I mean? So this is going to happen again. And a lot of these running backs, if we take any running backs at all, I mean, there may be zero running backs taken in the top 24 picks. Joking. Uh, <laughs> they're all going to get, you know, shuffled around a bit based off of draft capital. So all that being said, if you were sitting on the 1.01, and I mean today, what would you do with it? I would smash Brees Hall. Me too. Me too. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, like no, like, there's no hesitation here. It's, Me too. You know, it's super flex, which is so rare to see someone like, you know, taking a running back. Um, but it's one of those classes where, you know, not that many um, that stand out. Brees Hall absolutely stands out um you know yep. checks all the boxes has a has that bell cow size got you know height weight bmi underclassmen right Check the whole anatomy the jackson's anatomy series right checking off every single box um early breakout age at 18 um gets the receptions right gets the you know 1400 plus yards his freshman year i know that you look at you look at that on your anatomy right the yep. first two years um if they crest that um, that threshold, um, but yeah, man. I mean, dominator, <laughs> ridiculous dominator yes. at forty-four percent, basically. Um, you graded pretty well uh, uh, by PFF as well at eighty-six. So, you know, he has it all. So, yep, no I totally questions. agree. You know, when I had Matt Kelly on last week, I I talked a little bit about um, you have to consider Malik Willis, and that's all I I think I would do is consider. But after that consideration. I'm just not passing on a Brees Hall. He's the surest thing. We talk about running backs being way easier to identify and they don't bust. I think uh, Matt Kelly said it last week. He said on his Dom- Dynasty uh, uh, breakout finder that, you know, the Josh Jacobs breakout percentage was higher than like every single wide receiver ever in the database because a first round running back is so likely to break out, like, you know, which is basically have a thousand yards or whatever. So, 
it's true, man. Brees Hall with his profile is so can't miss that he just has to be the 1.01 at this particular time. And yeah, I think maybe a quarterback could change my mind in there. Um, I don't think there's a wide receiver that could change my mind. So I'm a hundred percent with you. I'm smashing Brees Hall. Uh, so we're, we're in lockstep. I don't know if you're going to agree with this one, but with the 1.02, I'm still going to take Malik Willis. It is a super flex draft and I do have access to huge ceiling. I do believe I'm going to get floor too. In other words, you know, Zach Wilson didn't play well. He's still worth something. You know, it's not like they go away entirely. He's probably going to get his second. Well, excuse me, not probably they all get their second season unless they, you know, are named Josh Rosen. Uh, every single one gets their second season to show themselves. Daniel Jones accrued value. Josh Allen obviously accrued value. These guys get their chance, even if they stink, to sort of go out and prove themselves. I.e., look at Mitch Trubisky right now, getting another chance. So you know, high. You know, I'm surprised actually. Mariota hasn't. Um, maybe there's some things I don't see about him. I mean, he's very very conservative. But anyway, I think when you look at Malik Willis. Runs that four four, has the cannon arm. What had the pedigree where he was, you know, um, uh, recruited and then transferred to Liberty. Um, you know, so he wasn't really a small school guy. He just sort of, I don't know, who knows, you know, that whole story. I'm not exactly a, a college football expert, but when you watch him play, you watch him at the Senior Bowl practices. You hear the scuttlebutt. Sounds like he's going to be the first quarterback taken. Uh, all the quarterback needy teams loved him. Pittsburgh, et cetera. There's been some rumors of him going as high as number two. I don't buy it, but we'll see, man. Uh, ultimately, at the end of the day, Malik Willis, 1.02. Uh, um, I I don't agree. I don't agree here. Um, you know, I, I, I have Malik Willis as my 103. Um, yeah. And it's because small school prospect, you know, he has a huge ceiling. I don't know. It's just, do I want to waste another early first round pick in a super flex league on a quarterback that's just developing? Like, do I want to just throw another Jordan Love? And, um, you know, he's better than Jordan Love, but Jordan how, Love. How and, dare you? <laughs> and then you got Trey Lance, and it's like, yeah, these guys are like the next yeah. coming, and Konami, and you got the cannon arm, and he could run, and, you know, yeah. the ceiling is the, is the roof, and there's no ceiling, and, you know, and then the, and the reason I, the reason I am, Fading or not, you know, a little bit off of Malik Willis compared to most is that, I mean, looking at that type of profile, I'll just wait. I'll just trade back then and just get Desmond Ritter later. I mean, it's yeah. the same type of, oh, cannon arm and, you know, got to work on some stuff, you know, and, you know, you know, can run and, you know, has kind of the all around game. I mean, so for me, I don't know if I'm just, I, I almost feel like at this point, I want producers, right? Like, I just want to yeah. find those, those prospects that, I feel I feel comfortable with, and I feel like they can produce fairly early, um, right away. And I don't want to worry about oh, this guy becoming a bust. I think the last few years I've been spending draft capital on players that, you know, whether it is Trey Lance or or you know, um, you know, a player that you know Denzel Mims, Jalen Rager, and just guys that just oh, you know, missing. I, I want more of a sure thing, especially if I'm firing off a, a top two pick. Um, so that's just that's just me. That's the only reason why yeah, I wouldn't I, take Willis here. I do agree with you that Ritter is an arbitrage play on Willis, but doesn't have the raw tools that Willis has in terms of the arm. I, I would push back there, but he is a fucking athlete, man. And I love Ritter. Uh, we'll, we'll see exactly where Ritter goes in this because I have a funny feeling it's going to be uh, earlier than some people think. Um, but let's see if your 1.02 is the same as my 1.03. Who you got there? Uh, Traylon Burks. 
Um, I, uh, okay. Yeah, so I think he's the wide receiver one in this class. I mean, most people were saying that earlier on. Um, and I don't. I think it started started to change, right? You hear Wilson and London now in the mix. Um, but for me, Burks, you know, I'm looking at again. First things I look at is the physical, just the physical body, right? Like your frame. Like what, what, what? what how were you born, right? Like what, right. what natural gifts were you given? Uh, are you a football player? I mean, that doesn't make you necessarily better, but hey, that's that's an advantage. So he has all that. You're right. He's a proto X. He's young. He's 22, underclassman uh, coming in. Uh, again, checking off all those boxes. Dominator, uh, you know, yards per per route or per reception, um, you know, yards per team pass attempt. I mean, he he averaged three yards per team pass attempt, three and a half yards. That's ridiculous. I mean, yeah. if you're if if you're if you're putting up two and a half yards, that's pretty good. I mean, that's yeah. pretty excellent. I mean, three and a half yards. Uh, and then, yeah, market share. I mean, across the board, you know, elite numbers across the board and market share, uh, freshman and sophomore year numbers. Everything looks good for him. And, and for me, again, I, I want a guy that if I'm not looking at draft capital, I'm not looking at landing spot. I'm looking at it's purely from, you know, this is a prospect. This is what you have. It's what you got to go with. Um, I want Brooks. You know, I'm I'm not gonna say I disagree with you because I, although I did have uh, Burks a little further down, I do have Burks with the in that Gar- uh, Drake London Garrett Wilson uh, tier uh, for me, and just because I'm having a little bit of a hard time elevating any one of those three because of that reason, I've moved that tier down below this next player, Kenneth Walker, uh, who I have at the 1.03 just because I think he's going to get an opportunity right away. Uh, draft capital seems to like him. Um, the combine seemed to like him in terms of how he can catch the football. He played in a Wake Forest te- uh, offense that didn't even throw the running back. Therefore, he didn't catch any passes this mm, last year. Michigan State's n- yeah, not exactly a throw to the running back team either. He did get a little bit more, only 13 catches. He's not – Yeah, the, the, I was going to say, those 13 big, catches. It's a big, big problem for me in terms of my process. Um you know, so I do think that, you know, this running back, Kenneth Walker, and all of the other running backs in this class are decidedly below that elite and second to elite tier that I've we've seen in the past. You know, all the Akers and Dobbins and, you know, he, he I would say Kenneth Walker finds himself in that Monty Sanders, um, you know, Jacobs tier that we didn't like so much. Uh, Brees Hall smashes it. He's easily the RB1 in my opinion. But after that, it gets a little bit tougher. So maybe you could talk me into taking a, a, a wide receiver here. But I, I just feel good enough about the Walker profile and his projected draft capital that I just think he's going to go someplace and they're going to want him to, to tote the rock, you know, 15, 20 times a game. Like That's the type of player he's going to be, hopefully. He can go to a team that either A, scores touchdowns, or sees him as a mild pass catcher, swings and screens and things of that like. I, I It's interesting. We had the same top four, but after Hall, right? It's, yeah. You know, it's it's definitely mixed. I have Walker at my four. Yeah. Um, and yeah, those... Those reception numbers, right? Those 13 receptions, 5.4% tar- uh, percent target share, a um, little concerning for me, right? He has the bell cow, I mean, more or less. I mean, he's only 5'9", but still, he has the he still has the the frame uh, to handle that three three down roll. Um, still very young at 21. 
Um, although his freshman and sophomore year rushing production wasn't great, um, oh. and I think that was situational. I think it that's why he more... wanted to get the hell out of there. He's like, dude, I'm fucking yeah. awesome. Right. Get me the fuck out of here. And know? he tested very well, right? Yes. With a 9.1 RAS score. I mean, speed score looking good, uh, well over 100. Burst. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, burst looks good. I mean, so, yeah, he tested well. Um, everything looks good. Like you said, I mean, he, he's kind of in that, that, that mold of, you know, those guys that we've fought many battles over. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't dispute that he's a top four prospect in this class. I mean, hands down. Right. And I think it, there's kind of a, a solid line for me here, at least for me after these four, I, I can draw a solid line and say, you know, um, I think these are guys I'd be happy to walk away with. Although, um, you know, if it's top Top three, I, I I wouldn't move. You know, Walker. I'm still kind of you know. I don't need to have him. Yeah. So that's I'm with you. That's I'm why it's a yeah. it's an interesting spot to trade the 1.03 this year, 1.02, 1.04. If you can trade those for a 23 first plus, I, I mm-hmm. definitely would. I definitely would. I would trade the the one two to the one four if you could. I mean, obviously any other pick too. I mean, you know, but I'm saying yeah. I feel like you can trade a 23 first. Plus, you know, where someone's like, oh, yeah. It's, and then you can move back to like, I don't know, the 2.02 or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you move from the 1.02 to the 2.03 and get a 23 first for your troubles. I'm doing that all day. You know, it, it's just one of those things that we talked about before the show, though, right? It's like, you know, Hall, you know, we're going to take him at one. But, you know, at two or three, you know, whatever receiver ends up in Green Bay at 22, if yeah. he does, right? Yeah. It's kind of like they got the draft capital locked in first round. You got the landing spot locked in, and it's going to be obviously wait. the profile, right? So you're going to wait, yeah. right? And you're going to decide, okay, do I want to keep that or do you want to really want to juice it? Because someone's going to be thirsting, right? And hopefully it's someone with, you know, Aaron Rodgers and, and some some 23 draft capital you know (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly at that point maybe you can get much more too you can squeeze that pick or you can make it if you really love it but speaking of which who you got at the 1.05 we've got Brees hall malik willis traylon burks kenny walker i like garrett i like garrett wilson okay i like garrett wilson he's my wr2 in this class um yeah I, I like his numbers. I mean, I think overall, nothing really like ex- you know, pops out necessarily, but it's you know pretty steady across the board, right? When you're looking at his numbers, I mean, he's a little light on on the frame, but you know, he's young, um, you know, and and and, and productive, um, athletic. So those are the things that I like seeing. I mean, maybe, maybe not as maybe he didn't test as well as I would hope, and maybe it's a silver lining for me. Um, maybe he, he slips a little bit in some of those people's eyes because you know they think that. Um, you know, you know, he's a little slower than in the they thought, but I mean, ninety-eight point one uh, high adjusted speed score isn't bad, right? Like it was what you said just a little bit ago. It's like kind of on the out, outside, right? I mean, maybe he's not hitting a hundred speed score, but he's right there. Um, where people maybe question him, but if you believe in the prospect, you can kind of get him. So, um, maybe he's there later. Maybe I don't need to take him at one hundred five, but he is currently my one hundred five. So my, I'm I'm okay with this Garrett Wilson situation because I'm I, I like Garrett Wilson. I think I think he's a real like I think I've said it a couple times. I think he's like one of the highest floor players in this draft. Like he's going in the first round. He runs good routes. Like you know yeah he's got a Justin Jefferson type ceiling where it's like oh my god didn't know he was that good but you know yeah. sort of right. I mean that's like that's like a, the ceiling where you're like you know because he reminds me a lot of that type of profile. 
I'm not saying like he's the same player. It's got to be the same thing. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not looking for the same results. I'm just saying in the way I see him is sort of the way that we saw Justin Jefferson, which was like, oh, he's a great route technician. And, you know, and he, he's got some run after the catch. He's got, you know, whatever. I, th- I think they're similar, at least in terms of size and route running. You know, the Calvin Ridley, Justin Jefferson sort of prototype. I do think, you know, he's a better run after catch than Ridley ever was, of course. But, you know, I, I love Garrett Wilson. However, my wide receiver, my new wide receiver one is, is Drake London. Uh, Drake London put up five, almost 600 yards and five touchdowns as a true freshman on that USC, 2019 USC team. Uh, that team did have Amon Ross, St. Brown, and uh, Michael Pittman. And that, he, he did that. He had a pretty good share of that, uh, of that offense. In 2020, only six games. So his raw numbers don't look look good again. He has 500 yards, but in only six games, you know. So it was like, oh, okay, well, who knows, right? And then in his junior, his raw numbers take a hit again because he got hurt. In those eight games, Chuck, he had 88 catches, 11 catches per game. He had seven touchdowns, basically a touchdown per, and over almost 1,100 yards in eight, in in eight games as a true junior. The kid has been completely dope. He is six foot four, two hundred and fifteen to two hundred and twenty pounds. He did a five forty in basketball as a fucking high school. Did you see that video? Like he's an uber athlete. He can run, jump. He's old, he's not yet twenty one years old. Yeah, and so for me, 21. I am yeah. slamming Drake London home right here. And he was actually, uh, you know, my wide receiver once. So I had him ahead of your pick at Traylon and ahead of Garrett Wilson. So I'm delighted to get him here. I'm happy to happy to have him uh, at this spot in the rankings. It's fine, but you know, so I had that Traylon Garrett and Drake London uh, tier as one thing, and, and here's the thing: is you're going to get one of them at the 1.06 or 1.05 if you let them fall, just like that happened right now. And there's still quarterbacks on the board, so very very interesting. I love Drake London. I I think you know, obviously he could go to a spot where we don't love it so much. You know, New York Jets. I mean, it'd be fine. I suppose it'd be still fine because, dude. You know, uh, Zach Wilson's got a gun. And he's gonna, you know, he's gonna take a step forward. But you know, there's a little bit of crowd there with Corey Davis and Elijah Moore. I, I guess it all that stuff all works itself out. But um, boy, would I love to see him in Green Bay with you know Aaron Rodgers, that type of athleticism and catch radius, and you know the way that uh, Rodgers is able to you know sort of you know th- uh, have trust throws, so to speak, to the outside where he just knows his guy is gonna go get it. That's Drake London. So obviously he's a perfect fit there. Let's see if the Packers can find a way to go get him. He will easily then be the wide receiver one on everybody's board at that point. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But um, either way, I, I I have him there now. So uh, you know, wheels all the way up if 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 he finds fertile soil. But Drake London, smash. No, that's a that's a make really good points. Um, and you know, exactly why I like him too, right? And yeah, he's not even twenty one yet. Um, put up numbers, you know, with you know NFL teammates, right? Who are yep. producing at the high level at the NFL. So, um, yeah, another guy that checks off, you know, most of the boxes uh, across the board. Um, no, that's that's a great pick. No, no arguments. I didn't think so. We we got next, buddy. So we had seven. Yeah, seven. This, this is this is this is where it gets, I think starts getting really interesting. Um, yes, you know. Super flex. I might. This is my where I start looking at quarterbacks again, right? I mean, yep. we've we've kind of gotten away. Um, yep. 
I'm gonna go with my guy. I mean, I most people are gonna go pick it. I'm gonna go Ritter. Like I like Ritter. Like I just wrote about him recently. I, I like him, man. Like I just I got I, I there's something about him. I just rather have him than Willis. Um, I think I'm gonna have a lot of Ritter somehow because I'm gonna have a lot of these late first, like mid to late, you know, um, first round picks after you know London and Wilson are gone. I like Olave too, um, but. You know, we, we we took some we took some receivers here, and I, I'm going to mix it up. I'm going to go Ritter. It's a great pick. Um, you know, I really I really like it a lot. Um, it makes my pick difficult. I actually have on my rankings. I'll give it up right now a little bit. I might not stick to it, but I kind of have the four quarterbacks clustered together where I have them, and so Ritter was near the top if he wasn't at the top, and I felt like that was a guy that I could get later because he would fall and chalk says no, which means that great minds think alike. But I think right now I'm with you. I feel like if I'm in drafts right now that Pickett's going to go and, you know, Matt Corral is going to go. And then I'm going to be sitting there at the 110, 111, 112. You know, same thing that happened to Mac Jones last year where he just fell yes. in my lap in a number of spots. Him and Javante Williams were just like, whoop, you know, just that late first <laughs> in my lap that I was like, you fuckers are so stupid. Um, you know, so it was just so wonderful to to be able to get those guys. And actually, they weren't even stupid because there was 10 awesome players last year. So you could just be at 10 and one of those awesome players, whether it was Pitts or Chase or, or Javante or Javante or Mac. <laughs> you know, as long as someone took Zach Wilson ahead, I was fine. Uh, I have one league where I, where I got Zach Wilson. And uh, draft day trade, it was kind of a controversial trade. I traded... Yeah, I think I had like the whatever. I had like three picks, and I, 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 or excuse me, I had two picks, and I had, and there was still, I had like, I had like nine and ten, and I still had Etienne, Javante, and Zach Wilson on the board. And I kind of needed a quarterback, so I was like, I don't know how to choose between all three of them. I can't take two of them, so I, I, I positioned and I made a trade for the pick after my two, like and I traded Amari Cooper straight up for that pick. Oh wow. Right. Wow. P- pretty interesting. Wow. Right. Like, cause at yeah. the time Amari was certainly at worth more than a late first, so to speak, you know, a year ago at that draft time. And so then I, you could say I traded him for one of those three guys, whichever one doesn't really matter. Right. Doesn't fucking mm-hmm. matter at all. I took ETN, Javante and Zach Wilson, even Amari for Zach Wilson. I think, I think Zach Wilson goes before him in a super flex draft right now anyway. Right. Of course he does. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. you know, so it was a fine trade. I was good with it. So, but that's the sort of the power of even the quote unquote shitty quarterback, I didn't love Zach Wilson, but I didn't want to let him slide by me uh, in that spot, you know, at, at a 9, 10, and 11 in a, in a super flex rookie draft. It was like, oh, my God. So, anyway, long story short, I don't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do. I can't yeah. take the next guy on my board. It'll sound stupid. So, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to move a guy up. And yeah. I'm just going to take Jamison Williams right here. And I'm going to tell, tell you why I'm going to take Jamison Williams because I think Jamison Williams – First of all, he's an Alabama wide receiver, so he's going to be doing crack pretty soon, according to the the, the oh, stars. Man. I mean, what, you know, geez, these Alabama uh, wide receivers, like you pointed out, are just falling by the wayside. But Jamison Williams, well, speaking of crack, he cracked his fucking leg, uh, and that's the problem is he's injured. A lot of people felt like he was going to be the first wide receiver off the board in the NFL draft. He's still being mocked sometimes there. It's like kind of crazy. I think that he's going to get early first-round draft capital, and someone's going to be waiting for him. It could be someone like Dallas or something like that. I mean, like, I'm not putting it past the Cowboys or another team like that. Could be the Packers 
you know, someone's going to take Jamison Williams as a luxury pick, you know, sit on him till he's healthy and then see what you got. So the only thing you're going to have to have a little bit of patience with this kid, but I think, you know, he's going to be a first round draft pick, I believe. And then he's got, you know, blazing speed and, you know, power five pedigree and a dominant season under his belt. I don't like the late breakout and the size scares me a little bit injury already, but you know, what the hell Um, YOLO. That's um, that's an interesting pick. That's uh, I wouldn't have gone there. I have Jameson a little bit lower. Uh, I love the name, of course. Um, <laughs> right. And he's he, and I do have him as a first round pick in Superflex. More, but more towards like you know the end of the first round. Um, but yep. no, I, I don't blame you though, right? Because at this point, it's it is pretty arbitrary, man. It's like, I mean. Yeah. I'm, even my pick right here, I feel kind of weird. Um, yeah. And I actually have him as eight, but this is we're at nine now. This is my eight. It's Chris Olave. Um, shout out to you know the homie Blake Hampton who loves Chris Olave. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like, but it's like, yeah, I take Wilson, I take Olave. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's like, it's you know, if I it, I would never do this on the same. Well, maybe depending. Um, I feel like they're both like the same player though, right? Yeah, I'm like, very, I, yeah. Like, and like, I, I don't want to fall into that trap of grabbing a bunch of the same type of prospect either, especially yeah. from the same school. It's like, I don't know. They don't be on different teams, but it's just, it, it feels like you're not diversifying your, your selections. Like if, if you do have two picks that are mid first, right. And your receiver needy, are you going to go like two of the same type of receiver? There's enough variety in this class. Right. Um, I mean, Jason, Jameson Williams, right? I mean, it's kind of that the same body frame and right, same body type, you know, young, um, athletic and productive. Yeah. And I think um, the fact that we're letting these quarterbacks slip is kind of, it's kind of weird because actually we're playing chicken. Um, just yeah. because like, if we're really on the board, you'd really be considering these guys. And after the draft, you're almost certainly going to take one of the quarterbacks ahead of, uh, like, I want, and I'll t- I'll do it right now. I'll just take Sam Howell. I think Sam Howell is the Whoa, best uh-huh. of the three. Uh, I do. I have him there. I just don't know that the NFL likes him at all. I think the NFL is going to hate him. So I'm going to say this and preface it right now. I have a funny feeling that he will not be in this spot at this time. I will not be drafting him with the tenth overall pick in any uh, superflex drafts. It'll be because I think he's a second round pick, and that's going to really hurt him. And I do think I'll be picking him early second in a lot of drafts where he just falls and someone doesn't like him, And that's where he, that's where his value is. And you snatch him up there. But you know, these quarterbacks at some point, some are going to get a chance to play. I mean, I just don't know where Sam Howell is going to go. Draft capital is going to be huge with these, these three guys. And I don't know, it's a super flex. I want to take one of them. And I'm just sort of planting my flag with Sam Howell saying that, look, if I were the Pittsburgh Steelers and these three dudes were on the board, Howell corral and Pickett, I would pick Sam Howell. That's just me. So that's a pre-draft evaluation pick. I don't think there's that much that separates them, and that's why game theory-wise, if all three of them were on the pick on the board, excuse me, and we were going back and forth like this, and I actually I would just wait, you know, because it's me versus you. But that's not how rookie drafts go. You don't get to, you don't get to pick every other pick unless it's me and AWL in one of these leagues. We got like every fucking pick, but um, you know, you get one pick. So, you know, you have to decide which one is better. So I think that's the, the the play here is eventually these quarterbacks have to start coming off the board. Sam Howell's the first one, but 
we'll probably be pouring one out for him on draft day. You you mark my words. Yeah, no, I, I don't I don't hate this pick at all though, right? Especially at this point in time where we're at. Yeah, you're right. I mean, NFL draft is probably gonna nuke nuke in his value, but perhaps um you know, before draft capital, right? And looking at your anatomy, we we're just talking about that, uh Jax's inf- infamous anatomy series, um, where you're really like you said, you're identifying, right? We're just, just trying to identify specific players that fit a mold or an archetype uh that has been successful. Yep. Right. Um, and you're looking at historical numbers, and he's he's 21, underclassman, yep. right? Um, you know his max yards per attempt 9.2. I mean, 64 percent completion percentage. Um, I mean, through pre- like pretty much 39 total touchdowns was his best. Um, yeah. Interception percentage at 2.1 percent checks out. I mean, everything yeah. he like. I was going through. I was like. Wow, he has Konami, 828 yard, rushing yards. Yes. I mean, he checks every damn box. Like breakout, breakout age at 19, 91st percentile. Um, I mean, we can squabble over QBR at 79.3 when your threshold is 80, right. I believe. And so it's like, okay, he didn't check that box. Um, I mean, even PFF, he graded up at, at 90.9. So, um, I mean, he has – he. It's like the numbers speak for themselves. I mean, I think what happens is like maybe it's the last like the recency bias that's hurting yeah. him. Maybe right, yeah. like the last you know year and a half or whatever hasn't been the best to him. Right. Um, I mean, he was so dope coming out. If he'd have come out last year, which he couldn't have because he was too young. But you know yeah. that that year he put up with Javante, Michael yeah. Carter, and Dami Brown and uh, Daz yeah. was 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 awesome. And then this year he had to run the ball because he had nobody to throw to except that one that one kid. I can't forget. I can't remember his name. But he had like one dude to throw to, and then he just goes out and rushes for almost a thousand yards. He outran Malik Willis this year. He's big. He's strong. Like you know, he's not small. He's two hundred and twenty pounds. He's a thick dude with two C's, maybe even three. Um, and so, yeah, he's he's able to withhold it. Look, whomever is drafted to a fertile soil would be a quarterback I'd push the button on. Man, if it was Kenny Pickett or Matt Corral who got fertile soil, I'd pick their asses right here. I mean, no doubt you got to get a quarterback at pick 10. You know, I mean, it's just time to yeah. pick a quarterback. But, you know, so we can't let him fall very much further, if at all. But at the end of the day, it's like I'm just taking the guy I like best, not the guy I think will be there. But we'll see. You know, it only takes one team to fall in love with one player. I've heard some mixed reviews from, quote, unquote, NFL guys. You know, you try and put your ear to the ground for NFL guys and guys who aren't, you know, fantasy guys. And a lot of, you know, some of them think he's going to be like third, fourth round pick, which I think is fucking crazy. Others think he's top 10. It's like, what the fuck, man? So the 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 whispers are are all over the place on these guys. And I can understand why. It's because... It's not very, it's not, they're not very good looking, all of them. So you got to pick one of them. And it's like, well, which one of these shit bags should I pick? They're probably all shit bags, to be honest with you. That's probably like if you're <laughs> betting, you want to bet against all five of these fucking quarterbacks, just do that. That's probably the best bet on the board. But, you know, so it's not a great, great way to take a quarterback. But I think that's why you just take the one that falls to you. It's probably going to be Sam Howell. Um, you know, unless, unless he gets really, really shitty draft capital, then you could, cross one off and then like you take him in the third round or something Kellen Mond style I mean but you know hopefully they get a little bit better than that anyway who you got at 11 I should I should take a quarterback but I'm not um Go for it. who you got I think Rashad White I like him yeah. he's my RB3 in the class um he's old though man like that's yeah. the one thing that really bugs me about him um I mean he's like old in the late later breakout um the receiving upside is nice 
Yep. Um, that f- those 43 receptions, like just, you know, of course it pops. Uh, rushed for 1,300, almost 1,300 yards his freshman year too. So um, fast, fast, shifty guy, got good burst. Um, so I like Rashad White. And, you know, if, if I'm looking at these running backs, I mean, I think there's like really top three. I mean, maybe Count Spiller. I mean, Zamir White's in that mix too. But I like that top three, and I want to make sure that I get – um, at least one of those guys, um, you know, late, later in the first round, if possible. So Rashad White there at eleven looks pretty good. Yeah, and, and I actually have Matt Corral. Oh, look, we're talking about Rashad White. I mean, I'm a little bit afraid to start pushing the button for him too high because I'm just afraid he's going to see like fourth or fifth round draft capital, and then all of a sudden we're like, remember when we had Rashad White? <laughs> you know what I mean, like, <laughs> I, just, I have him at my, my RB three too as well. Like, I also have him at RB three, and it's like. Yeah, remember when that was the thing? Remember, remember when remember Rashad that? White became the next Keyshawn Vaughn? Remember Rashad White? Like, I can <laughs> feel this coming. It's coming. And and so I'm well aware. I'm totally prepared for it. Let me just tell yeah. you, I'm completely prepared for Rashad White goes, like, late fifth round to, like, someplace where there's all, yeah. like, Detroit. He will. Like, he will. Fuck, he will. dude? He will. Like, you like, know what I'm saying? Like, because... Like we're looking at forty three receptions and target share, like oh nineteen percent target share. Oh, like, speed score, burst score. Okay. Oh, his broad jump, like what, one hundred and twenty five so inches? Good. Like what? Yeah. He fucking jumped like ten feet. You know, like oh wow. And meanwhile, meanwhile, hey, meanwhile, the uh, the uh, the NFL is looking at what helmet did he wear? What helmet? Yeah. Oh, Arizona State never heard of him. Give me the guy from Ohio State. You know, it's he, like all right, he buddy. has. He graded at ninety point seven, like PFF grade. I mean, look, if I were betting, yeah. I would bet that Zamir White goes ahead of him in the NFL yeah. draft, and I will bet that Brian Robinson goes ahead of him in the NFL draft, and I yeah. will bet that both of them go ahead of him in the NFL draft, and that changes everything. And I think that's what happens, like right now, is that I'm I'm willing to say that I like Rashad White better as a prospect, but it doesn't really matter because once he isn't drafted in the first three rounds, my anatomy series says fucking don't take them unless they're cheap you know you're going to want to take the guys taking in the first three rounds and if it's still a guy like what's his face that went to san francisco last year um sermon you know i didn't like sermon but that didn't i didn't draft him anywhere i drafted literally zero shares zero cares trey sermon thank you so much but i did have a lot of shares of uh, elijah mitchell because of cost so if that happens you know i'll gladly just take some rashad white at his cost in that third round you know, still because I like the player, but taking him here at 11 may not be what we're able or should be doing at all. You know, it just may not be in the cards, but I'm with you 100% in terms of where I have him. But, you know, I, I just can't. So now it comes down to me. You know, I've got the next three guys are the two quarterbacks and Isaiah Spiller. I don't know if you agree with that or not, or if you're going to break that party up. But in some ways, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to take, I don't even like him. He's my, he's not even. You know, I'm going to take Kenny Pickett. I think he's going to go someplace. I think he's going to have draft capital. And I have a hard time just having him fall out of the first round of a Superflex rookie draft right now, even though I'm with you. And I think that, you know, I'm not too excited. You know, average player, you know, I think he's going to move his way up past Rashad White at some point. But, um, you know, I, I get it. Look, if Rashad gets drafted like early third, late second, then, you know, wheels up. But Kenny Pickett, small hands, little children hands. Uh, can barely grip the ball, needs to wear a glove, you know, poor son of a bitch, you know, pick 12. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> so now what do you got uh, at 13? Um, 
Because you, you you took you Pickett. took how oh, you took Pickett you Howell took Pickett. Pickett White, yep. So oh, I'll, okay. I'll recap it real quick while you while you fill I'll filibuster for you. So it just goes: Brees Hall, Malik Willis, Traylon Burks, Kenny Walker, Garrett Wilson, Drake London, Desmond Ritter, Jamison Williams, Chris Olave, Sam Howell, Rashad White, Kenny Pickett. We are through the first round. We're gonna go lightning round basically. Uh, thirteen. Yeah, let's just let's just let's just go lightning round these ones. Thirteen that, yeah. through twenty-four lightning round. Go ahead. Okay, um, I'm gonna go Spiller. Spiller. I'm gonna go Matt Corral. I'm gonna go Zamir White. Good pick. Um, I'm gonna go George Pickens. Oh, I like him. That's a good pick. Thank I'm gonna you. go Chris. Uh, Ooh, pump fake. Uh, I'm gonna go Christian Watson. I, even though I don't, I, I want somebody else, but I'll go Christian Watson. Uh, I'll take who I'm taking, and you tell me if it's who you wanted. I'm gonna take Sky Moore. No, it's not. Uh, I'm gonna take Kevin Harris. Woo, Kevin Harris. I gotta scroll down to get his ass. Sorry about that. Oh, what? I do dude. like him. I do like him. But it, dude, it's all about the um. It's all about what I'm talking about. The uh, the, the the draft capital, like. You know, I just don't know what to make it. I ha- you saw me, man. I think I had moved Kevin Harris up to like RB five or something he at one good, point. Man, Kyle numbers- looked at me and goes, "What the fuck are you doing with Kevin Harris?" I'm like, "I don't fucking know what I'm doing." Like he, he tell the people why Kevin Harris right now, real quick, because I know you have it in front of you. Yeah, man. Um, okay, he's five ten, two twenty one, thirty one um, percent BMI. So he has that that the frame that we want, the bell cow frame or the three down back frame. 21 years old, underclassman, 19-year-old breakout, uh, 8.5 yards per carry, 21 reception. So, like, that's his max reception. So, it's, eh, like, on the border, right? It's not what we want, but it's there. Uh, and he did rush for 1,100 yards as a sophomore. Um, got the high burst score, um, you know, tested well on the broad jump and the in, in all the vertical jump stuff. I don't think he ran the 40, though. So, mm-hmm. I don't have a speed score for him there. Right. <sighs> But he looks good, man. Like he doesn't have like not everything is immaculate, you know. Out of, other than Brees Hall, no one has an immaculate profile, or maybe Kenneth Walker. Um, but if you compare like, his profile in the anatomy series against like even Kenneth Walker, Kevin Harris holds up pretty well, yeah. and you're getting him for a lot less. He's like the discount Kenneth Walker. I mean, I mean yeah. straight up, you know, like the exact same age and you know, I mean game. You know, maybe even yeah. a little bit better. The pass like, showed more in the pa- uh, in the receiving game. So, I don't know, man. It, it'd be interesting to see because I, I wish Kevin Harris ran the forty because then we would have a, a RAS and we could really compare it. But they tested similarly, otherwise, um, athletically. And I'm you're getting you. him. Cheaper. I'm with you. I had moved Kevin Harris up. He's definitely one to watch right now. Kevin Harris, if he gets any sort of draft capital, I mean, even fourth round, but my goodness, if he gets third round third cap. Third round. <laughs> third round cap changes everything. Look, third round draft capital right now is the new, like, first round draft capital for running backs. And, you know, it's really just if they can get that day two capital, it means that a team is really investing in their future. Um, and so that's where you want to see it. Uh, fourth is fine, but there's actually a lot of dead 
bodies in the fourth round of rookie drafts. So, I mean, in uh, in the NFL draft for running backs, you know, it's a it's a barren wasteland. You don't want to be picking from that slew of of players. So, you know, but but Kev, Kevin Harris, look, you know, as you point out, 5'10", 220, big BMI. He's only twenty one years old. And you're right, the production profile was you know was pretty interesting. I mean, in twenty twenty, he did play ten games. He scored sixteen touchdowns, thirteen hundred yards. He came. He fell back a little bit again this year. wasn't as good. I, I'm not sure. You know, I'm not a. I'm not a. You know, college football guy. So I'm not exactly sure. But he's coming out. We'll see if the, if the NFL likes him. I like him. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, he was 4.3 yards a carry this year. But he is a, He's an SEC running back. Like that's it. So that's good enough for me. I am with you. I do like Kevin Harris. And again, here's another one, just like Rashad White. I'm fine taking him right now. But at the same point, he could be like a fifth round rookie pick going forward, right? But some of the guys that I'm taking in right now are wide receivers because I'm very sure that they're going to be, um, you know, second, third, fourth round picks. And the next guy I'm taking is Jahan Dotson out of uh, Penn State. Um, so give me Jahan Dotson. Who's up next? Pick 21. Um, Give me David Bell. David Bell. You can have him a little bit, but I think at this particular point, he's absolutely a value. Um, I will take at pick 22, Jalen Tolbert out of South Alabama. Oh, yep. interesting. I got to yeah. go down to see him. Yeah, um, he's my boy. That's a, There you go. That's my boy. Right I, 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 I like... <sighs> Two more picks. Like, one for you, one like, for me. I, I like Bo Melton. Then I'm going to take Bo Melton. That's your boy. You love Bo Melton. Yeah, man. I just like a little little sneaky guy, man. He's a little fun, sneaky guy. <laughs> you, you know, I'm going to take a guy that I had been dunking on all off season, and you guys get to get to come back with me and join with me and know that I'm on your team with the final pick of our 2022 rookie mock. I'm going to take Brian Robinson out of Alabama. I, I think Brian Robinson's going to get like – you know, third round cap. I think he's going to look if he like, imagine if he just lands in like Atlanta or some shit, you know what I mean? Like just someplace where it's like, Oh, 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 well he's going to get a lot of fucking carries there. Like then he's a guy that can take a lot of carries. He caught the football, you know, lest we forget Brian Robinson, you know, played at Alabama. There is that helmet narrative, which I just mentioned that NFL uh, teams will uh, look at. Uh, but let, let let's look at Brian Robinson. You know, behind Damian Harris, behind Josh Jacobs, he goes that far back. I think you know, behind uh, all these uh, Alabama running back Najee Harris. This last year, yes, he's a fifth year senior. He's old, but he put up um, you know thirteen over thirteen hundred yards rushing, um, almost three hundred yards receiving. Uh, he caught thirty five balls out of the backfield. Proved he could do it. He's got over fifty catches in his college career. Um, you know, I, I don't know, man. Uh, he's a bit of a grinder. Uh, he's really a five yard per carry guy. So I think he's more of a thumper and a, but he's a sort of an all purpose thumper. He's got, he kind of reminds me of Mike Davis, you know, it's like, and Mike Davis found his way onto the, you know, onto the map. Um, you know, we always felt like Mike Davis was better than he got credit for. Imagine Mike Davis with an Alabama helmet on all of a sudden (laughs) he gets a little respect in the league and you know, he's like, uh, he's not great, but he's, He's a big-bodied, serviceable back who can catch the football. Hey, man, I, you could do a lot worse. I mean, I just think that the NFL will value his size. He's almost 230 pounds. Um, so, yeah, Brian Robinson, FT Dubs. 
Uh, not bad, man. I, he tested well. Um, I, I'm not a big Brian Robinson fan, but um, you know, I if I'm if I'm looking at that type of back, I like Jerome Ford. And you, you were talking about uh, him with uh, Matt Kelly on your last episode, um, but I like Jerome Ford if I'm going to get a running back um, in that range. I absolutely love Jerome Ford. He's another one that's going to be, you know, moving up. And that's the thing is like, you know, with these running backs, it's like Jerome Ford, uh, Brian Robinson, Tyler Algier. Everybody's like, hey, why the fuck didn't Jax take Tyler Algier? Yeah. All these backs are like, look, I want to see where they go in the draft before I take them. You know, if I'm drafting today, I'm drafting these wide receivers who I think will at least get a shot. Um, you know, so it's really interesting. I mean, I almost should have taken Trey McBride, who I think will get a shot, but we'll see. We'll see what the NFL thinks of all these players. And somewhere after that, I would say somewhere after like, I guess it's George Pickens to Sky Moore in that general vicinity. Um, I think that's when you start to say, okay, let's see what the hell the NFL thinks. But yeah. once again, I, I will say the 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 draft, the rookie draft, this is interesting. The rookie draft this year is very similar to 2020 and 2021 where that second round, especially the early second round is filled with all these wide receivers that could absolutely, you know, you know, uh, win it for you. T Higgins and mm-hmm. LaVisca Chenault, Brandon, Ayuk, you know, Jalen Waddle. Just think about all the early and mid second round picks, wide receivers that were there. Elijah that Moore. Now, yes. Bingo. Right. So many. So there's going to be a lot of those here, and and not all of them are going to hit. You know, some are going to be Chenault, some are going to be T Higgins. You know, it's like is George Pickens T Higgins? You know, right? Is or Brian is, Edwards? Right? <laughs> yes. Is Sky Moore Brandon Ayuk or some other douchebag? Right? Like you yeah, know, these yeah. guys are all. I really like Sky Moore quite a bit. So I, I would I like have had Sky Moore ahead of Christian Watson. I like them both, but you know, Sky Moore feels just pro ready. You know why? Because Sky Moore is like that. Uh, what what um, Ron Stewart calls dynamic betas, right? Like yes. like under six foot, but right under six, like five ten, yeah. and like one ninety ish, but fast, right? Like you kind of like you're shifty, you're fast, like kind of Darnell Mooney. Yeah, he's got a little like uh, Christian Kirk uh, mixed yeah. with Elijah Moore mixed with Darnell Mooney, like a little yeah, all with a stuff. little bit of Tyler Lockett or whatever, yes. right? Like yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. I mean, you just see that prototype, you know, just doing their thing. They're you know, do I think that Sky Moore is going to be, you know, I mean, it could be a Deontay Johnson type, but do I see him becoming like a top 10 dynasty wide receiver? Not really, but do I see him just kind of being solid? Productive, yeah. yeah. Why yeah, not? Pretty, yeah. yeah. Like someone like, that you want to just roll out in your flex, like no no worries. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That type of player going forward. And you get and that 21. mid, late second. Exactly. He's young. Yep, absolutely. I think he's going to get draft cap. So, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, there, we go. there we have it. So that was kind of fun. Yeah, that was awesome, man. So Chalky, I wanted to I wanted to finish. Thank you for coming on. You're awesome. We're we're gonna we're gonna hit our last segment. You know, I thought about it a little bit. Like, you know, the whole thing that's been going on here with the free agency man. It's just been a, a whirlwind. It's been so much fun. I just had so much fun doing that. You know that that mock draft with you. So much fun right now. The NFL is fucking fun. But unfortunately, sometimes you truther for somebody. Like I know you do, and I know I do. And sometimes they kind of get vaporized. Or they 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 just it just they depress you. I, I'm gonna give you mine. See if if you can if if it gives you something to think about. Okay, so I've been a truther for OJ Howard for too long, and you know all these tight ends were getting like like what did a uh, 
Tyler Conklin, Will Disley. Will Disley got like three years, $28 million. Like, you know, it's like all these tight ends are getting paid, even if they suck, you know what I mean? Like Uzoma and like all these guys are just getting all this money. Um, my poor O.J. Howard, Trutherism, went to Buffalo and got like $3 million for one year. It's really... You know, I mean, those of us who truth are for him, like some of you guys are going, no, no, it's a good spot. Look, he didn't get paid. Nobody gives a shit about him. And it really, really hurt my feelings. Like, I feel like I'm OJ Howard's mom out here. I'm like, he's worth more than three and a half million, you sons of bitches. You know, even his brother in arms there, you know, David and Joku got fucking franchised and paid like, you know, 10 million, 11 million, whatever it is. It's really rough for us OJ Howard truthers in these streets. And I uh, just wanted to, you know, pour one out for OJ Howard and all you truthers, you, you know, look, it's going to take a miracle to turn this ship around. So there you go. That's what I'm talking about. You got anybody like that, Chalky? Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I was a truther for OJ Howard too. So that, that one, th- that one does hurt, but although I, I did get off that train a little <laughs> while back too. So, um, you know, another Tampa Bay Buccaneer, um, that was vaporized, um, Tyler Johnson. So I've been the truther of him for a while and, you know, wrote articles on him on the side and tweeted about him and threads and, you know, hyped him, started him in playoffs when, a, you know, AB was out. And I was like, oh, this guy's going to blow up. And Cyril Grayson's getting all the targets. And um, <laughs> yeah. now the Bucks are, you know, what have Brady has come back. So it's like, oh, well, maybe things are kind of exciting because AB's gone. Uh, they signed going to go. Right? right, Godwin. Yeah, so Godwin's back, which but I'm excited about. He comes back. Yes. He comes back, and then so so that's like okay, and then they sign Russell Gage. Oof, so then that's that's the, one. that's the one that's automatically okay. They don't like you at all, right? Um, and then now there's rumors that Brady is recruiting Julio Jones to come Stop to Tampa. It. Stop <laughs> it! <laughs> I mean, that, wouldn't wouldn't that be something just to see Oof. that happen? And then and then you know Gronk's coming back. Right, oh my so God. there's oh my no God. room for Tyler Johnson ever. Oh my God! Do you um, mind if I loosen my pants real quick? Hold on, <laughs> I need to. I need to move my chair a little bit. Oh, these pants are tight. I didn't know it until just now. Listen, if fucking Brady rolls out Julio Jones, Mike Evans, fucking Chris Godwin, <laughs> Gronk, and like Russell Gate, like this is fucking crazy. How bad do you want to see like Julio have like 28 touchdown catches or some shit like that? Right. Like the old Randy Moss season where he's just fucking deep. They'll just, play, they'll just play Julio as a second tight end, right? Oh my just, God, dude. It'll be insane. Please make it happen. And yes, that does eviscerate all of your Tyler Johnson love. Wow. Completely. Wow, wow, so. wow, wow. Well, my other my other love is sort of tied to the, the OJ Howard thing. It's like, you know, I think – I think people were mess like joking. I think they were joking. I didn't, I didn't engage on Twitter, but I saw some of the Gabriel uh, Davis haters, you know, when they signed Isaiah McKenzie for like 1.2 million a year, they were like, well, there it is. Fucking Gabe Davis. You know, I was like, what, 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 what? How can you say that? That's like a bad thing. Look, I think that Gabe Davis isn't out of the woods yet because he's got the uh, NFL draft to contend with. And you know that if there's one of those guys that we were talking about at the top of that draft, you know, the Jameson Williams types or anybody, oh, yeah. you know, and that, you know, Olave, Garrett Wilson, yeah. if any one of those guys slips to the pick where Buffalo's picking, you know, they're going to be very tempted to push the button and just be like, now we got boom, 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 you know, and so yeah. that would really hurt Gabriel Davis and his opportunity for target share. But 
Um, I think they're going to take a wide receiver regardless. It, it, it would be interesting though, right? Because you yeah. have Diggs, right? I and mean, he, he's kind of doing everything. Uh, Gabe Davis, right? Taking the top off. Um, and then, you know, you have, you know, maybe another flanker or, you know, maybe someone in the slot, Wilson right? Or yeah. yeah. Or someone come out in the big slot or something. McKenzie, I mean, I like McKenzie is like just just a player, yeah. right? I don't think he's a threat. No. They signed um, him special teams money. That's what he is. Yeah. Don't yeah. Worry. You know. Yeah. So I wouldn't worry about that. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't get it. Right, he man. didn't get Zay Jones money. <laughs> Zay Jones, man. Gotta love him. Gotta love him. Gotta love him. Well, that's that's the show, man. We're gonna do it. We're gonna cut it. We had a lot of fun, man. Uh, Michael P. Duncan uh, missed the show because he's Irish, and it was uh, it was get drunk with uh, your friends and relatives night for him. Uh, God bless Michael P. Duncan. Not in the green room tonight. Feed me all the good information. That's why the show was less than less than stellar. I didn't have all my good takes because uh, everybody knows Michael P. Duncan is just in my ear telling me all the all the answers to the quiz. You know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. Um, shout out to Michael. Um, you know. Hope you're having a good. Hope you're having a good time tonight, man. I hope he's alive tomorrow. You know, we'll find out. Look, if the pod hits, good for him. He's alive. Uh, if not, you know, call the authorities. But I think he's going to be just fine. He, uh, you know, a heavy night of drinking for Michael P. Duncan is like two, uh, you know, Oduls, you know, lights. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what that's that's what he does. You know, he pounds them though. He drinks them fast. Um, anyway, that's the show, baby. Thank you to my guest. Chalk, chalk. Tell everybody what's going on with you and and the and the site, and tell them all the things that I don't tell the people. Yeah, man. Um, you know we're over here busy grinding over at the Undroppables. New content, um, all the time. Uh, same same place, theundroppables.com, and at the Undroppables on Twitter. Come check us out. On behalf of everybody here at the Undrafted, on behalf of everybody here at the Undroppables, on behalf of my absent but spectacular producer, Michael P. Duncan, on behalf of the great Chalk, I am Jax Falcone, and we are out. Out.